El nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's es crujiente, tiernito, jugoso. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y wow. es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa, pa, pa. En McDonald's participantes. <risa> This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen. I think it's episode 482. I actually didn't even look at that, but whatever. I'm David C. Robertson. This is Jason Goss. Hey! And uh, I, I don't know why we're doing this, but we're going to put an episode because we've both seen Avengers Infinity War. Part 1. Well, they didn't say part 1. I know. <laughs> but we know. <laughs> we knew, and we I definitely know it after watching it. Right. <laughs> Alright, so... Um, I, I don't really feel like doing a spoiler-free section because who who the hell cares? It's um you know, it's uh amazing that we're even doing this because it's a Marvel movie, and usually we just save this for the uh, after credits. But yeah, I don't want to wait that long. Yeah, you want to wait that I mean, long? No, I mean, no, I mean, I don't. We're not recording again properly for several days, and yeah, we had a we had a little bit of free time, so let's do it. All right, so right out of the gate, I do want to say because reasons. I enjoyed this movie. Yes. I enjoyed it tremendously. If you had to give it a rating, what would you give it? What out of what? What out of 10? I mean, I mean, straight out of 10? Um, on its uh, on its most critical possible day, like 9.3? Mm, okay. I mean, 9 is some change. Worst. That's pretty good. Thought it was a good I movie. I was thinking like 6.5. No. Not even close to that. No. Yeah. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm sitting. All right. Well, let's figure that out. Maybe, you know... Maybe at best 7.5, but I don't even want to go that far. That's that's crazy. I don't know how you got there, but walk me through it. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. Me too. Except for, you know, I'll tell you what, for as bad as I had to pee, it felt like an Infinity War. It, yeah. There's, <laughs> like, I almost wanted, as a public service, to say there's a moment at about the hour mark mm-hmm. where you're going to miss a couple things. That I had to look up later, but for real, like pray your your particular auditorium is like close to the actual men's or women's room, and just just make a run for it. Mm-hmm. And I did that at about the hour mark. I did that, and I came back. I was like, "What did I miss?" And somebody uh, uh, filled me in, but um, and didn't fill me in completely. I still had to look something up anyway. But I was also in one of those theaters. Like this was jam packed when I watched it. I mean, there there were about. And for, for where we are, there were, like, three empty seats, which is kind uh-huh. of unprecedented. And, like, the annoying part was you kind of – I had to walk over, like, four people's purses. I felt bad, but I'm like, why do you have your purse right in the freaking wa- – like, just pull it back a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then I stepped on some guy's shoe, and I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, it's fine. I was like, why didn't you move your feet then? I, anyway, long story short, they were – I didn't understand why these people were okay with being trampled on. To let people mm-hmm. in and out, and we're very polite about being trampled on. It was it was very distracting. But then I made a run for it down the aisle and back, and came back. Mm-hmm. Long story short, yeah, there's I, about I, an hour mark where you can you can get out for about two minutes and safely get back and not miss too much. I made it to the end credits. I made it to the point where they said, you know, they was said Avengers: Infinity War, and then it all turned to dust and flew away. And I was like, I'm going to go pee right now. And like, <laughs> actually, I didn't. I waited for a few minutes, and then like, I looked over to Bethany. I was like, You think I got time? She's like, I don't know. I mean, you probably got 15 minutes left on these credits based on how long they said the runtime was. I'm like, Okay, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a the, solid five minutes of credits. Uh, and there, the only stinger was at the end. So yeah. Yeah, so go for yeah, it. I man. did. I did see that. I did see that. Um, I think my primary problem was uh, that it, I felt like the Thor storyline was redundant. I didn't feel like we needed it at all. Like Heimdall could have like zapped him to Earth with uh, with Hulk, and it would have been a cleaner movie. Like, and I felt like the Thor storyline. The thing that bothered me the most about that storyline is that it 
kind of tried to like in, like uh, as far as character development for Thor, it tried to retcon Ragnarok because one of the important things about Ragnarok was the completion of Thor's uh, realization that he is a god. He did not need a weapon forged by blah 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 blah. He had <laughs> he was a god within himself. So at the end of the movie, he fully realizes that he is a friggin' god. And he doesn't need some silly hammer. And then you're they not come the god like, of hammers. Yeah. Yeah. So then he gets his ass kicked by Thanos and goes, "I need an axe." <laughs> so but we spend. You just an described the reason that that worked for me. He got his ass handed to him by Thanos and the the minions of Thanos. So like he got his ass absolutely handed. like God or not. Yeah. And I, that did bother me a little bit. It was like I enjoyed Ragnarok, but. Mm-hmm. It did, like, if you were watching those movies back-to-back, if you just watched Ragnarok and then turned on Infinity War, you'd be like, oh, they all made their way safely. That's great. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, more than half of my people died. You know? <laughs> that did not work yeah. out at all. I get, then there, you I know. get that. And, like, it, but the other thing was, I, I mm. wondered, and it's, it does lack a specific explanation. But, if you're, uh, what's his name? Idris Elba's character? Sorry. Never haven't. Yeah. What's Heimdall. Held it. Say that again. Heimdall. Heimdall. Thank you. If you're Heimdall. Um, I was kind of wondering, like, can you only blast one person out? I don't know what the deal is, but... I, I mean, he was dying, you know. It, it, he did say, like, with, with with what I have left, I forget how he phrased it, but, like, with whatever mm-hmm. I got left in me, and then... And to be fair, he took out the one person who had really given Thanos a run for his money mm-hmm. during... like it, it, He evacuated the one person that he thought might have a damn chance, you know? Right. I, I get that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I I would have wondered like, if they'd explained too much about why he couldn't take everybody, if there'd been some like, hey, there might have been a backlash about like, oh, that's awesome that Idris Elba stayed alive long enough to give us all that exposition. I don't know. I feel like they could have done the same thing they did and just had uh, Thor pop off with, with uh, Hulk and we wouldn't have to actually have that whole Thor storyline. And I was even okay with him being with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but... Once we really get into Great the, oh, I've there. got to go get, yeah, absolutely. It, I'm not saying any of this was not enjoyable. Like I enjoyed every bit of what I saw of Thor. I just kept going, but this seems like a regression for Thor. Oh, a little bit, but I felt like the conversation with uh, Rocket and him kind of explored that in a way that made it sure it, it justified. I mean, you know, like him, and him also, kind of like mansplaining his emotions while crying and not even like realizing he's teared up a little bit. Like it, that was perfect mm-hmm. for me. I mean, it was good, yeah. I just, I don't know. The the, I still just liked what they did in Ragnarok and kind of felt like they went back on it a bit. A bit too much. I mean, uh, possibly. But he did become a god, as you say. And then he did, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he was, he. It, it, you can't be more submissive than sitting there and having to watch Loki die, which, Jesus. Uh, like, Loki's the one where you're like, oh. Like, I understand, uh I still don't remember his name. I understand Idris Elba's character dying, but <laughs> Heimdall. Heimdall. I understand Heimdall dying. That guy wasn't yeah. getting enough screen time, and screw it, let's go ahead and kill him off in a good way. Mm-hmm. It was a good death, as they say. But Loki, like, oh, we all wish we had more time with Hiddleston, and I just don't think we do. I mean, that's a good that's a good question. Who do you, whose deaths do you think are going to stick? Oh. Like me personally, I feel like Loki. Heimdall, anything that happened before people started turning to ash. Precisely. Is anything stick. before the snap of the fingers. Yeah. Except Ultron. He's the one person I think that might come back because, uh, what's her name? I'm going to be liking a lot oh, of just... names and you're going to have to help me. Uh, what's her name? The, uh, the, Are you talking the... about Vision? What? No. Are you God, talking about I Vision? I talking about Vision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, baby, Ultron's been dead for a long Ultron's, damn time. Ultron's been gone for a while. <laughs> All right. So Vision... <laughs> And uh, who's the super scientist uh, over in Wakanda? What, I don't know. What's her, her name? name? Okay. So, I don't know her name. Shuri? Is that right? It's close, maybe. All right. So, her, Something though. Something like that. She was supposed to actually, like, change the neural network so that you kind of, like, it, to be able to separate him from the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone is uh-huh. what gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. And it sure as hell looked like she maybe got that done. Like, they made too much of a story out of it. She needs. How much time do you need? As much as you can give me. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, she even quickens her work as she's going. And, like, you see the graphics mm-hmm. change a little bit. Theoretically, I, I think she might have gotten her work done and then got her ass handed to her and thrown off a platform. Uh-huh. So it's not like we get some comment from her later. 
she's probably in a in a bit of a mini coma situation. <laughs> she's yeah. she's hurting. But theoretically, she got her job done. You killed the Mind Stone, and Vision still comes back. Yeah, ready for the next. Maybe, film. maybe so. He's, I mean, he's the it one can't exception. be good. It can't be good that you know Thanos just dug his big ass finger right into that dude's brain. Can't be, but he is a robot. He's well built. Surely there were there were redundancies for damage. I mean, clearly he gets mm-hmm. like impaled twice. I think during the movie, and he's fine. Yeah. The other exception is um, Gamora. There's a little bit of vagary in the sacrifice for the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know one soul for the Soul Stone, like something you care about, all that. Which, by the way, was a wonderful scene. Yeah. But there is room I mean, the- for her making her way back in kind of how they framed it. Yeah, I mean, there's these movies are, uh, in in large part, uh, fueled by vagaries. Everything from uh, the ill-defined powers to relationships. Like they come back, and I still don't know what the hell Scarlet Witch does. She used to have a bad accent. Now she doesn't seem to have an accent at all. I don't get that, but whatever. Um, she's those with, actually change uh, over time. She's with, <laughs> yeah, I know. They but, do. I mean, legitimately, I'll give her that one. <laughs> they, uh, she wasn't even like properly in like a relationship with Vision before. I don't think, but I don't know. I've 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 had a hard time keeping up with. I feel like they're vague about everybody. Like, oh look, Pepper and Tony are back. Oh, I mean, I get it. we're showing up a little bit down the line, but it makes it brings it to where like I don't feel anything for the characters anymore, and I don't really. Dude, I didn't even get I didn't even get choked up when I thought Tony was about to die. And I thought he was, you know, I was like, oh, man, they're actually going to do it. Like, I figured because everyone that knows Tony's going to die, they're not going to do it. But when they actually looked like they were going to do it for a minute, I went, okay. And I didn't care. I didn't get choked up at any point in this movie. I did not care. You know the one that got me? <laughs> what got you? Uh, Peter Parker. <gasps> oh, I almost did. That one. I, th- that I felt one the throat me. close up. Yeah. I felt the throat close up because... That was like, I, you know, I, I didn't care that Peter Quill went, oh man. And like, whatever, dude, that that doesn't feel like you're actually scared of death. But, but that, yeah, that you're absolutely right. Though, Peter, he was like, oh, damn it, game over. You know, that made sense for him. Yeah. But Peter, but Par- like, uh, Peter Parker got me. Like that was the point where I had like a little bit. I don't want to go. Uh, I don't want to go. Please don't let me go. I'm sorry. Oh, that was, it that was, was rough. it was, it was bad. I didn't cry though. It didn't get me. It 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 did kind of. Get I got me. a little choked up. But here's part of the reason I think it didn't get you as far as choking up goes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, past the snap of that fingers, there are stakes that we're going to come back for. Uh huh. And it wasn't like they surprised you with it, and suddenly everyone was gone. Like that was the one that they, they led up to. Like even Bucky coming up and just saying like Steve, it, like that was like oh, it's begun. That was weird and rough. It it was. I mean, it had to. It had to begin though. So mm-hmm. like you, you saw it, and that was a little rough. And then like. Uh, you know, Steve sitting there over his friend's ashes, bat. The one that literally caused, uh, like, a gasp, like an inhalation in the theater that changed the barometric pressure of that room was when Black Panther went out. Mm-hmm. That was, like, it, I, I I heard a room of people go, oh! Like, it was, it was fantastic. I would not trade my experience watching this in the film for all the tripping over purses that happened. See, we didn't have any of that in our theater. And, like, it was a full theater. Oh, we had clapping and the whole thing. I mean, we had a... <laughs> this little girl in front of us, she was annoying. She kept just like, just like violently bouncing in her seat. And at the end of the movie, she just got up and she went, that was the worst ending for a movie ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sweetie, you're going to be writing for the New Yorker one day. <laughs> Did you see this guy on, on, uh, on the New Yorker who wrote his, his, uh, infinity war review. This guy, Richard Brody, this is a this is in his review. Mm-hmm. Quote In Avengers Infinity War, characters aren't introduced, they just show up, and their behavior is entirely defined by the template set for them in other movies. Well boo freaking who. We are nineteen movies in, dude. He's complaining that there's a continuity <laughs> and that we forewent the exposition, assuming that the audience had some expectations and competency. He's complaining yeah, about think- this. Fire that man immediately. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, you're you're slamming a movie because it's a part of a franchise? Like, it's been ten years, man. <laughs> like, if you went oh, to it's... see this movie and you weren't excited about it, what the fuck were you doing in the theater? 
He would probably say, my job. Okay, well. Your job isn't to be a cock. Your, your job is to, like, at least <laughs> understand it from the audience perspective and go. Well, see, I think, that's what a, I think that's where a lot of movie critics mess up, because they think their job is to be a cock. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They think their job is to shit on things. And uh, that's part of what you're doing. You're a critic. You're you're critical mm-hmm. by nature. I get that. Sure. But like, if you're not trying to experience it from the audience that you're kind of like shadowing or dropping in on's perspective, what are you doing? Like it, uh, That that take on being a critic makes way more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like everything we review, we're freaking invested. We've been watching this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I just I didn't feel nearly as invested as I wanted to leading up to it. Like I haven't been feeling this movie, and a part of that is I think because I knew it is a part one. And honestly, I was the the biggest surprise to me was that it didn't end on Thanos snapping his fingers. I actually was very happy about that. I thought about that when he snapped his fingers, and I still kept seeing colors on the screen. Was like. Oh, good. We're going to at least get to see the fallout. That's fantastic. And then I started seeing the fallout and it got progressively more like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, Peter. Like, that was pretty much my emotional roller coaster as we went. But, mm-hmm. um, and oh, there's there's something to that, though, that uh, is worth exploring. Like, I was really happy it didn't just end on the snap of the fingers. And don't get me wrong, it's a fine drop the mic kind of line if he just says, you should have aimed for the arm and then you see a snap of the fingers. Or the head, but yeah. Or, um, I thought he said arm. Yeah, I wanted the hand. To... Sorry, yeah, you're right. Um, snap of the fingers, great. But that would have kind of pissed me off. At least they gave me, they gave me the thing he foreshadowed. I want to sit on, I, I want to sit on my planet and smile at a sunrise kind of situation or a sunset or whatever it was. Yeah, that was that was a nice end, and I, 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 I don't think I could have stopped myself from ending it on the snap. I would have had to have ended it on the snap. But um, yeah. I I enjoyed the movie. I had a few little problems. You know, it, they had the th- and I don't blame them for this because there was so much going on. I do feel like some stuff could have been trimmed, but there was just so much going on that I would forget about other plots going on in the movie and then it's like, well, it's back to back to these two people. And I'm like, "Oh yeah." No, I, what were they doing again? Oh yeah, okay. I was actually pretty <laughs> happy just, with that. Like Yeah. I, I kind of was happy with that. Like, they kind of had, like, a whole situation on Titan happening and a whole situation on Earth happening. Mm-hmm. And the, like, it it didn't feel like it was uh, shoehorned or falsely derived. It was just the as the movie happens, the characters end up in separate places. Like, there's a whole conversation with Tony and uh, Doctor Strange that makes sense. Like, it, it mm-hmm. makes sense and it, it all, like, their characters mesh in a, in a way that was really dynamic and really freaking interesting and having, you know, Spider-Man there and that, by the way, the, the humor that Spider-Man brought to this movie, I can't even, almost can't even, he cracked me up the entire movie. Oh, we're using, we're using our made up names. I'm Spider-Man. Like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But like those two had a, a great dynamic. They go off on their own way. It's fantastic. We, we get to Titan in an organic way. Fantastic. We're on earth, obviously in an organic way. Also great. And like Thanos's plan it did always feel like he was a step ahead of everyone that was doing things, which made sense. Like, the fact that everyone was divided made sense, and it, it, it felt like they spent enough time on one plot that I got so invested that I was in it, and then mm-hmm. they would just kind of bring it to a moment, and they'd go over to the other plot, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, we got this going on. Awesome. What's, yeah. what's going on over here? I forgot. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed that rather yeah. than being annoyed by it, I suppose. That's fair. I'm, I, I enjoyed... Uh... I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed uh, all the different storylines for the most part, even the ones I didn't agree with, like the Thor storyline. And dude, I was I was excited. Like I I talk shit, like I'm annoyed, but that Stormbreaker was badass. Oh. And when they were like looking for, when they were looking for a handle, and like Baby Groot was all like, "Nah, man, I got this shit." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, yes, oh, your dude. handle, you're the handle." That was awesome. Wait, there were a couple um, moments like. In the theater I was in, which was apparently a much more um, expressive set of fans than yours, like in the theater I was in when they introduced him to that battle in Wakanda. Oh yeah, there was like clapping yeah. and woo, you know, like it. Yeah. It was like everyone in forgotten he was there and went, "Oh shit, it's about to go down," you know. Yeah, in ours too. And before I even knew it, I was going, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> and he was, just started wrecking shit. Like it what was, was funny. Is like it, it was great. I could swear. I know Sylvester didn't do it, and I, I know they didn't have that music, 
But when I saw that, I swear I heard uh, Zeppelin in my head. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was right Ragnarok all over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You totally heard that. <laughs> I still what I think of when I remember it. Oh, it's great. I mean, I, it, oh, that was fantastic. And like, even when he, there's a moment where he's finally on the ground and he's just running at this crowd of people and just says like, bring me Thanos. I was like, oh, God, that's fit. Oh. Yeah, get him, buddy. What do you What do you think is up with the uh, <laughs> with Bruce and Hulk, man? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was it was uh, it was a fun interchange. Like, no, what the hell do you mean? I'll do it myself. All that stuff. Like, it was um, it was a fun e- exchange. But I don't know what they have planned there. I no. have no idea, and I cannot. And I've thought about it. I cannot figure out exactly what issue it is that he has, that Hulk has, that he isn't letting out right now. Like, why all this was happening, all this happening to their friends, like, all this happening even to Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, Thor in potential danger, and, and that's the one person we saw him bond with as Hulk, and, and all that, and I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. It's one of the great mysteries to me right now. I have to wonder if they're not setting up some sort of removal of the Hulk from Bruce, so, uh, Ruffalo can just, like, not be on the, in the movies anymore. <laughs> possible like maybe he just doesn't want to be on the uh, in in the mcu anymore maybe he's just tired of it several of them have apparently gotten to that point and i get it um do you think do you think tony's dying in the next one then oh i mean i i had him pinned for this one at and chris heavens frankly i thought they were both done with it but i didn't think they were done with it because i thought they were under contract for avengers 4 i figured they would finish with avengers 4 if anybody's if anybody major is dying it's going to be then. I know, but they kind of filmed a lot of it at the same time. Not a lot of it, but at least some of it at the same time. I, I don't want to guess at the percentage. But some of the stuff that's in Avengers 4 has definitely been in the can for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know where their mark is. We're like, man, it has been a ride. I'm out. Yeah. I really don't know. And Ruffalo in particular, like it's not like he can you know, dress up in his costume and head to a children's hospital and suddenly decide to call his agent and be like no i'm gonna do three more like he can't do that like chris evans can (laughs) yeah like there's no investment like that i i I don't know i i could not possibly guess at the psychology of these actors on that one so that's not a good good way for me to to guess who's gonna go yeah and also like when when we're going i here's the the thing that i walked away really thinking is like dr stranger's role man they made the most of it because oh he was fantastic i mean yeah first of all he's just been fantastic for a while but they also like we know a couple films are coming like we know black panther 2 is in development and we're mm-hmm. pretty sure it's going to happen because that is a i mean that's a gold mine yeah. you can't turn that down we know spider-man 2 is already happening um mm-hmm. like there there's certain things we know are already happening so you, you can't tease us too much about who does come back and who doesn't come back and all that stuff yeah. Now there is a funny thing about Spider-Man Two. Like, all right, I think it's like May Fourth, twenty nineteen. We get Part Four, early May. I may be off about the date, but somewhere in there. Is it twenty nineteen? Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. We get Part Four. Okay. I'll look that up as we're talking to make sure. But and isn't there an Ant-Man and the Wasp and uh, Captain Marvel in between? There is. I think in July. I want to say we get. Well, let's look at the timeline. That's my. It's funny, like we we do this DC show, so we don't really even keep up with the Marvel stuff very much. Not the but dates I've at all. Keep, I've kept up enough to like be confused by all of the sour pusses when we came out of the theater, and they're all like, "I can't believe they ended it that way." I'm like, "It's not over. <laughs> Just hang like, in there, you, dude. You'll be fine." Why are you guys acting like it's? I mean, you're all grown ass people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So August. <sighs> No, this is UK. All right, so I think it's July we get Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I just found, like, the first link. Mm-hmm. Um, March-ish of next year we get uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. They have, even in the UK, it's slated as April 26th. I think it's, I mean, it's going to be around that area of 2019. Yeah. I, I think it was the one I said earlier, give or take a couple All of right. days. But this story wraps up next year. But dear goodness, like, oh, that was what I was going to um, Spider-Man 2 is going to come out like a few months behind that. And the part that I was wondering about was like, how do you market a movie where the guy died and you can't reveal the fate of that guy? Yeah. It's a, it's a neat problem and I'm going to be <laughs> curious about how they solve it. And I'm hoping they do it in a clever way. But Miles Morales? They really could. 
They could. Like they yeah. could do a substitute blah blah blah. I mean, and for instance with Captain Marvel, that's going to be set in the 90s. This doesn't really affect anything. All we really know watching this film is that in the post-credit scene, you realize that Nick Fury had a card up his sleeve that he never even told the Avengers about. Uh-huh. I mean, he did tell Tony when he was talking to him, you know, you're not the first hero. Mm-hmm. We've known that apparently for god, how long? Like Yeah. There's a lot to that. But Doctor Strange's intervention how many futures did he see? 14, 15 million or something like that? Yeah, something like that. 14 million and some. And then how many did they actually win? One. One, yeah. And even after even after Peter Parker dies and you can see it in freaking Robert Downey Jr.'s eyes, like just how much that hurt him, he still turns back to Doctor Strange before he vanishes as well. And he just says, like, this was the only way. There's a path here. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember also, like, Doctor Strange had his meditation session and then had plenty of time to sit there and talk with Tony about what was about to happen. Like Tony, yeah. Tony knew Peter was going to die. Both Peters. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't he tell uh, Peter Quill, like hey, heads up Peter. Like that was, yeah, that was the implication I got was that strange had told him like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. Cause they're like, Oh, it's starting. And uh, then Peter dies. He looks at, at strange and strange says we're in the end game. Yeah. He disappears. Like, I don't think Dr. Strange has any reason to think that he's not coming back. But he yeah. looked at every possible future and said, this is mine and ours best shot. Yeah. And in doing so, he gave over the time stone. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever his version of the best shot is involves him giving up the stone and half of uh, half of the life of the universe. Mm-hmm. There, there's a plan there, man. Like, there's, yeah, a, there's a plan and people are coming back. But it is going to center around, like, his meditation session. It has to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you caught up on Shield, by the way? I am. By, by... Uh, short of we're recording this on Saturday and I haven't watched Friday night's episode. Short of that, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I have seen last night's episode, Friday night's episode. I've seen. I'm completely caught up on Shield. Uh, was it like option number two or something? What do you mean, option number two? I think the title of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no option they, two. Yeah. They pretty. They pretty much handle Infinity War exactly as they've pretty much handled it, handled all the other movies. <laughs> Just like they continued on their show path, you know. Do they even mention it? That's we, what I was wondering. We literally had Jake Busey say something to uh, um, Quake. He's like, hey, you see this crazy stuff going on in New York? And she's like, no, I don't have time for that. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> That's it. Jesus. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Like, I was going to watch this episode with some anticipation, thinking, like, okay. Like, they have oh. they have reacted before, like, to Absolutely what's happening in the movies. Have. Like, the Sokovia Accords were a big deal for a second. Like, they they have reacted. Mm-hmm. But I've been kind of wondering, like, okay, are you just going to say that, like, this season is happening in a slightly different timeline? Like, if it's, if it's just happening, like, a couple months before and you explain that, I'm with you. That's fine. Well, no, they explained that they were, they've been holed up in the lighthouse. Like the outside world is not really catching on to them and vice versa. They're cut off. So, well, I get that they're they cut do off, explain but they're that. not cut off from the snap of the fingers. Like somebody got to go. Like most of the guardians went, I think it's literally it's gonna just be a rocket. Lot. Nah, I think it's going to be, it's going to wind up being the thing where like we, you know, Barry reset time, but we still watched Arrow and nothing really happened except, you know, they didn't notice a thing happen. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I because I Shield is that. happening in, but it was also Shield like is happening in the fixed timeline. And there was like a, I think it was a son had become a daughter. Yeah. And Sarah became John Jr. Yeah. And on Arrow. That was a huge deal. And I mean, I don't even know how to process that as far as like what you would do as a parent, but. Mm-hmm. It, it was still like something legitimately happened on that show. Whereas like I was going to be a little annoyed and I guess I am going to be a little annoyed if I go back to this episode of Agents and uh, Agents instead of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know why I'm just calling it that. But anyway, if I go back to this episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and, uh-huh. yeah, and like no one just vanishes, like just pick one character and just vanish them. Nah. Yo-Yo seems like a good culprit right now. Like just just vanish her. No, they're they're existing. The last this show is already operating. Uh, okay, actual spoilers really for Shield. That show is already operating in like a is this a time loop or isn't this a time loop? Are we living in an alternate reality than the one we experienced in the future? Yeah. The last thing we need is like oh, also a bunch of people are going to disappear, but then you know in several months we're going to act like they didn't because the Avengers found a way to get the time stone and change it back. 
we know they're going to change it back. Like, we're just waiting for Superman to fly backwards around the freaking Earth. <laughs> That's all we're waiting on right that. now. And now that you pointed out, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> this would be fantastic. So What? If I they wait are, with bated if breath. If they are in kind of an uncemented, we're going to use Legends terminology here, uncemented mm-hmm. time loop situation. Uh-huh. They're working this thing out as they go. We're a little bit back in time. We're a little bit back in the present, whatever. Mm-hmm. They resolve the situation, and we're back in the present. That is seriously the present. I would pee myself if they got back, everyone was happy, the season was ended, and people just started like vanishing because we're back in the reality that Thanos vanished. Mm-hmm. Like if people just started drifting away, and like half the crew went away for a second until the movie went back and resolved it, I would be so happy. Yeah. At the very least, because there had been so much press about whether Clark Gregg was going to leave that show, if it was just him that fluttered away. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll address it. They might. They might in the next episode. Like They do because... have weeks. Like, uh, to me, it feels like they premiered the movie proper on Friday, like you do. Mm-hmm. And that show airs on Friday. So, to me, they've got a week to really deal with things. Yeah. And I, I assume, like, Busey could have been talking about when he said, oh, did you hear about that? Well, the stuff that happened in New York. He could have just been talking about, you know, the big donut shit. The big donut landing? Yeah. All that. Yeah. And things got a little weird for a minute, then it went away. Yeah. I mean, I'll, oh, I'll be okay. happy either way, but I, I I would be really happy if just a couple people fluttered away. I really don't want them to address that at all. I don't. I want them to be in the, the post-Infinity War timeline already. I just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it mucks it up a little too much. Like, I, I'm oddly on that side of the fence where I'm just saying, you know, we don't need that. We just need to tell our freaking story and get out because who knows if they're getting in, they're getting renewed at all. Yeah, there's, they're, yeah, they're still super on the bubble. Mm-hmm. No All right, so knows. I don't, I don't want to be a party pooper more than I already have been, but since everyone's making a big stink about Henry Cavill's mustache, there was some truly awful CGI in this thing. <laughs> oh, I don't agree at all. Well, point out what you're saying. Let's see. Like, I thought right. Thanos in particular um, looked great the entire movie. Yes, he did. All right, now hit me with pretty the weak much points. Every, all right, pretty much every scene where Bruce Banner's head is poking out of that Hulkbuster outfit just looked markedly bad. Like, if you look at the back, and I get it, it's in the background, who cares, right? But I just, that was the one thing that I kept seeing, because it was just like, the gravity of that Hulkbuster outfit was weird. Which, that's one of the big problems with CGI, is it's hard to get the gravity right, right? It's hard to get a good natural look. So it looks like this thing is, like, swaying just a little bit, and then it's just, it just looks like bad green-screened ruffalo floating inside of it. It just looked bad. <laughs> they, I'm not sure you're wrong, but they they calculated how I'm much not. time they should spend on it correctly. Because, like, probably yeah. I don't understand anything you're saying. I didn't notice. I was like, giant fight, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it was just stuff you like may that. Be right, I was... And I'd have to go back and look at it, but <laughs> that didn't even cross my radar. I was like, giant fight, like, Iron Hulk going for it. Let's do this. Alright, I'll give you one that should have should have been a little more uh, obvious. Right. Tony anytime he is Iron Man. Honestly, no, that looked pretty good. I feel like that bleeding edge armor looked awful. He just looked he just looked nothing but fake. Like one of the great things I loved about the Iron Man movies is that they used practical effects, or at least Favreau did. He used practical effects a lot. But whenever and they did the same thing with um, Black Panther in that movie. Like when he's walking around in the Black Panther suit and it's just his head, it looks weird sometimes, man. It's like his body is bigger than his head. It's like those old Power Ranger figures where like you hit a switch and they're like head flipped under and it's like oh it's the kids now it's, it's the guys it's whoever's under that helmet it's because they had to like build their body out so much to fit that head except i don't know whether what the reason is here it's just like whenever tony or roadie or apparently black panther don't have their mask on their body their body looks way bigger than their head that one and it just looks really weird and unnatural i don't know that one that one it didn't get me okay but well, and in particular, I remember a few practical effects where, like, the, the suit's been torn away. Like, it as mm-hmm. Iron Man's really getting his ass handed to him finally. Which, by the way, it was one of the things I, th- I thought of during, like, as we're watching the movie, there were a few times where um, Thanos kind of 
like Thanos gives him some respect. Like, I hope they remember you, you know, like all that. Um, it was one of those moments mm-hmm. where I was like, dude, this guy is a, he's, he's a demigod. Like it literally, like he's on his way to becoming a God. And Tony Stark is just some dude in a tin can as he described himself. And he's holding his own. Like it was, it was a really impressive scene and I liked it almost philosophically, mm-hmm. like deeply. I loved it, but it didn't ever, it didn't ever cross my mind that it didn't look like Iron Man. It, Maybe it's because it was moving so quickly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to like him getting his ass kicked and the, the armor is finally worn off in a way that the nanotech really cannot like rejuvenate itself, mm-hmm. those were practical effects. Like when he's just sitting there with, with yeah. like half a freaking chest plate and his face is, you know, his like iron face is yeah. torn off and like that, that was practical and that was a good shot. Yeah. So the in betweens, I- maybe didn't notice. I'm not. I'm yeah, not willing I mean, to call you wrong, you know. but didn't cross my radar. Still, <laughs> there there was a whole fair amount of Spider-Man that looked really CG. I mean, he was Iron Spider half the a, movie. There's there's going to be a lot of going know. on. I know that should look CG I'm, for God's sake. Like that's just I, nanotech not crawling ta- around. Yeah, I'm not talking about him fighting or them jumping around. I'm talking about like him standing there with his mask off, talking to Tony with his mask off, and it just looks like two floating heads on a on a bunch of cartoon shit i definitely i definitely didn't get that i'll go back and watch for it next time but i definitely didn't understand that aspect. all right you know the one thing that occurred to i me mean that it's fine is, i'm used to it i don't <laughs> the one thing that occurred to me uh-huh and it, it it specifically hit me like as the battle's about to happen in wakanda mm-hmm. and black panther is still sitting there not fully black panther i thought like why would you ever be in a field without your mask on mm-hmm. there's extra protection just use it yeah just use it. Now, that's the perspective yeah, that's... of a guy of a guy who has had brain surgery because he didn't wear a helmet in a batting practice situation. But sure, I'm thinking you've got extra protection. Throw it on. Yeah, but that's that's a long-held criticism of all of these Marvel movies. Is if like, yeah, if you're in the Marvel universe, you're not gonna wear your helmet. You're not gonna wear your mask. You gotta make sure your face is seen by <laughs> everyone. You gotta show the face of the famous actor you hired. Yeah, it's like if 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 Batman v Superman had happened in the Marvel universe, Bat Batfleck would take off his helmet just to turn around and say three lines of dialogue to Superman. Yeah, and then put it back on. I, I yeah, it's a criticism I've never understood because it's not like your voice changes, and to me that registers. It may just be me. I don't know. Maybe I have a take mm-hmm. on it that's like specific to some subset that includes me, but. I hear your voice, and I register it as your voice. It, like, if mm-hmm. RDJ was in that costume the entire time, and that was his entire voice, I would still register that as Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. I don't, I, I've never quite understood that problem from the actor's standpoint. But I don't have an agent yelling at me, so who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just assuming um, that's involved with the objection set. I, yeah, I would assume. So the torture of Nebula was pretty bad. That was rough. That almost got me. That was just horrific. It was horrific on two levels. One, it was just horrific. Mm-hmm. And it was a great example of, of Thanos. And it was it was a wonderful proof of everything we learned in Guardians 2. That, like, he does favor Gamora. Mm-hmm. Like, once he, once he got the stones, like, I just loved everything that he was able to do with those. Like, the... I actually did really love the effects for those. Like he just turned Drax into like a bunch of crumbly rocks, yeah. you know, and he, then he like, just become just... some spirally rubbery thing. Like, yeah, she is, he's unspiraled. Yeah. That was just weird and imaginative and exactly the kind of thing that I want to see in these kinds of movies. That was a nice point where like, I felt like the Russo brothers fit the thing that like James Gunn was doing. Like that's a thing that might happen mm-hmm. in that film. And they incorporated yeah. it well. Yeah. By the way, the Rooster <laughs> Brothers were directing community episodes when we found out about them, mm-hmm. and now they're in charge of sure. this, and they did a great job. I'm so proud of those two. Yeah. Like, I'm probably get, I'm probably being a little down on it with, with my rating, my 6.5 rating. There were just a few things that, cut, that, that took me out of it in a major way, and I kind of I really just wanted to feel more. And maybe I will when the next one comes out, when the next, uh, when the sequel to this one specifically, not Ant-Man and the Wasp. Not Captain Marvel, yeah. but uh, when you know there Avengers. are stakes that don't have a part three, I think. I really hope we saw like you know the other night when when Matt and and uh, when me and Matt and my my wife went out to for dinner, Matt said 
I bet they're going to kill somebody important right off the bat just to like prove that there are stakes. Yeah. And yeah, he was right. Like right out of the gate. They, we watched him kill Loki. Yep. I'm not and sure he he's even not coming said, back, but there's, there's no coming back kind of situation. Like he even mentions this one's for real. I forget how he phrased yeah. it, but that was the int- uh, intimation. He said no more resurrections. Is that it? Okay. I believe so. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about how this is really Thanos' story. Did you feel that that's true, or do you think he's the best villain so far? Out of the movies? For sure, I think he's the best villain. Because, like... I honestly... He has a, a philosophy that is a little agreeable. Like, it, like, he watched his planet get to a point where there weren't enough resources to support the people on it. And mm-hmm. it just became destitute as a result. Like... He's mm-hmm. just a guy who's done the math, and they call him the Mad Titan because he wanted to do that. But like he, he's just a guy who did the math and said, "I have to do the hard thing and make a hard decision." Like to mm-hmm. some extent, I can actually really get behind what he's saying. I mean, we live in a world that has one and a half billion people on it than it did like twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of get it, but I don't know if it's his movie. But he he had a I don't know he had a he had a nice he had a really good run for a Marvel movie. Do you think that his story arc here was better than the comic book version? I have no idea. No, um, he it was basically the same. He was <laughs> he killed half of the population during the Infinity Saga. He killed half of the pop, or he was trying to kill half of the population of the universe uh, to win the heart of of. Uh, of death, of Mistress Death, or whatever her name was, like the celestial embodiment of death. Oh, like, yeah, is that the same one? Yeah. Uh, Deadpool and uh, and Co falls yes. in love with later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if that's the version that happened in the comic books, and I think I looked it up at one point, but I don't, I don't know. I, sorry, we do DC stuff, and I don't have time for everything. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was way better. It's interesting. This was just a guy with a philosophy that was willing to follow through. Now. Was it right? I don't know. But they gave it a they gave it a solid play. They let him tell his story. Yeah. I think it's better than a lot of the, the, the villains we've seen so far. I would agree. Like, there's a certain level of ridiculousness and fun that I want to see, or I would want to, that I would have liked to have seen um, had he been uh, <laughs> in love with death. <laughs> and that, that's... One of the great things about the the original Avengers, where uh, uh, Alexis Denisov's character says to, at the very end, says to Thanos, you know, to to challenge the Avengers is to court death or right. whatever it was, and he like has that little grin, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, a nice thing where like you could take that either way. Mm-hmm. I know. It's just I I would because to me like the Mad Titan, like he's kind of like. Darkseid and the Joker combined for the Marvel Universe. I, I I do have enough background with him that I could see that. So for to have him here and he's just sort of, uh, I don't know, spouting Hitler rhetoric and he's got this, you know, very, I don't know, dangerously close to, he, he's got this philosophy that's dangerously close to logical. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is like, it's not even Hitler rhetoric. Like Hitler rhetoric was... There's this. Group they actually of people. Gave, they actually gave him some. They actually literally gave him. Oh yeah, no, some some verbiage. words from yeah, Hitler. Yeah, yes. But it's it's not so much Hitler's idea that of, of like super racism bullshit. It was it was just mathematical and philosophical, and he was willing to follow through with it. Like that's the part that made mm-hmm. it interesting. That interesting for me was right. It it wasn't any kind of ism or ist. It was just, hey, only so much life can exist at a certain time, and I'm the guy that's here to make sure that that amount of life can prosper. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an interesting idea. And if you tried to do it in real life, I would probably take up arms and join an army. If you do it in fiction, I think, oh, this is fun. Let's do this. Dude, when they flash back and he's like showing Gamora how to balance that that blade, and then like everyone opens fire on that on the population. And she goes to look, and he just like puts his he hand over her his, face like, and pulls her back pulls to the night. Pulls her back to his island. Yeah. Oh, oh, it made Don't me sick look. to my stomach. Yeah. Oh, it made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. That was actually probably the that and, and Parker disappear like dying. 
was probably the the most uh they succeeded at making me feel something real yeah <laughs> but again i know this is a part one so i'm sort of like you went in with watching everything with uh yeah. really I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like that's Marvel's fault because every time they kill someone, they're like, just kidding. And they've been doing that for so long. That it's I mean, like, it's a comic book reality that you kill someone and you're like, oh, it's bees back. I get that. And then even within the movies, it's happened here and there. And, and that's fine. But I like I think that's the major objection to this movie was it's just part one. And I kind of wish I could go back like. And a few days and just see part three or part two. Sorry. Yeah. Like that would make all of it worth it. Um, when I, when I came back from, from pissing, sure. uh, I didn't go. Yeah. I just, I came in just as the thing was about to start the, 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 the stinger. And, uh, there, there was this older guy standing there and, uh, you know, I just walked in. I didn't go back up to my seat. I just stood there and watched it with him. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we, you know, we see the Captain Marvel logo, and then he, it, it goes to black, and he looks at me and goes, "What the hell is that supposed to be?" <laughs> I said, "Oh, that's uh, he was calling Captain Marvel this character for one of the upcoming movies." He's like, "That's typical. I guess they want me to go see another movie." I said, <laughs> "I mean, this is like what, like 1920? Like, uh, yeah." <laughs> We're bordering on a couple dozen. Yes, that's their plan. And he was like, well, that don't make no sense. I just want it to be the end. And I said, no. well, you can make it the end. I told him, I was like, you can make it the end, man. You don't have to come back. And he's like, no, nah, they're pretty good. <laughs> then fuck off about that. I, I, like, <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot of that, though. Like, I don't mind that these movies do that. Like, Remember like when, when they did... um. One of the big arguments, one of the big problems with Age of Ultron was that they, like, oh, the, the Thor thing was just setting up yeah, Infinity War. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what was that whole thing about Infinity Stones? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I mean. Wait for it. The same assholes who complained about the nightmare sequence in BVS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's setting up other things. I'm sorry, that's where we are right now. <laughs> Go watch single movies if you want a single movie. Yeah. This is a franchise asshole. And it is entirely possible that this will evolve into a situation where you can either watch franchise movies or indie movies. Mm-hmm. It might happen. I don't know. I have different needs at different times. For sure. I do all... You know, I'd, some nights just, just give me a little quiet Richard Linklater, man. Just The one thing I demand <laughs> me... is that every now and then... I want to just go watch a terrible horror film. I don't know what side yeah. that's going to come out of, but I just I just want to watch a terrible slasher. Well, then Fox is making the movie for you. It's called New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> and it is currently in the middle of extensive reshoots, as, as they tell me. Yeah. <laughs> the way I've heard that, it's like, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to film this again. Mm. Just going to film it again. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, I'm not in the... I don't want to do to them that a lot of people do to DC. I don't either. I, I really don't. But <laughs> that was the press on it. That is has been the press on it. And I don't follow this enough. I don't follow that enough to actually really be like, that's yeah, bullshit. Nah, it's, man, you know, it might be actually have something. Of course, I'll say that about WB and after Justice League. I'm like, eh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah, though, I, I, I don't know where we go from here. Except back in time, there's no way that Black Panther and Spider-Man are staying dead. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like MCU's coming list of films, it's a bunch of dates and no real announcements. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they're acting like they're hiding some stuff. Of course. I mean, they're not. They're working on some stuff. But, and I respect this, they have it set up such that they can just kind of mess with us and we're going to be like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to watch 12 more films. Damn it. Oh yeah, I would absolutely. What did you? Uh, this is this is the uh, I got spoiled. I was gonna wait, and then I got spoiled, and I was like, nope, nope. I cared more than I thought. I'm gonna go see it. I got spoiled on on the fact that uh, someone just said, just mentioned on Twitter that uh, Red Skull was the one guarding the Soul Stone. I went, ah, oh, damn it! I wish I hadn't known that. <laughs> 
Like by the way, it was not that was not Hugo Weaving. Oh, thank goodness. It didn't sound like him. That bothered me. Mm-mm. Yeah, they got someone else to do it. God. All right, that's that's very comforting for me cuz it looked like him but it well, did not sound like him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said he was not going to come back. He didn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. Which is weird because what the hell is he doing now? Like <sighs> Oh, what you I mean, you do one Marvel villain and suddenly you grow a you grow a high bar Agent Smith asshole. <laughs> I mean, it was in like three Matrix films, in some Matrix video games, Lord of the Rings, and now he's like, oh, I don't want to come back as Red Skull. Yeah, like in all Skull fairness, he did Vendetta and was like, yeah, I guess I'm out of this. But yeah, seriously, like I, I his objection, his personal reasons, whatever. But. I am comforted because I I know who played that character, and mm-hmm. I saw him and thought you don't sound like him, and I thought it was crazy, and you validated me. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. But I I liked that that end for the character. Like I liked that that he was still there, and yeah, he could still come yeah, back. But... I liked the whole like I've held you know a, a stone in my hands kind of situation. Like that there was some validity to even his character being the one who's there. Like this is a guy who had actually held the test rack, like test rack. He'd fought for that damn thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked seeing him humbled. That was nice with his tattered cloak. I did have to kind of explain to the people around me, like there was a reveal, and a lot of the the kind of crowd went, <gasps> yeah. And um, <laughs> my wife and a couple people kind of went like, "What the fuck is that?" Red Skull. <laughs> <laughs> I know you haven't seen him in 15 years, but Red Skull. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I uh, I felt like because he had that hood on, if I had not been spoiled, I probably wouldn't have realized it was him. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I would have been like, all right, man, that was a weird ghostly looking dude. Yeah. Say, wait, wait, what? Who was he? Oh, you know, that, that whole planet was kind of purplish. You didn't really see the red. Right. Oh, how many times have I seen Captain America? Well, like twice, maybe? Yeah, twice. It twice was not my, it was not, it was not my favorite. I mean, yeah, I've never really been a big fan of Hydra. I'm tired of them using them consistently on S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm tired of them popping up. I'm done with Hydra. No more Oh, Hydra, for sure. Please. Like I am praying this last run on Shield is the last run. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, love Peter Dinklage. I thought his oh. role was a really was really fun. That was nice. Uh, I don't remember what they called that place. Neither do I. Uh, my name is in it though. <laughs> it's like near Deva Hill or something. Something. Right. <laughs> Like, all that looked cool, vaguely Jack Kirby-ish. Yeah. Which I I enjoy that they've kind of fit his character design into the co- into a lot of the cosmic stuff. I continue to be happy with that, and they always kind of did it just a little bit whenever they would do, like, Asgard or anything. But uh, they really went for it in Ragnarok, and in uh, certain elements I saw in this movie as well, and that always just makes me happy. Right. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else. Yep, I think I'm out. Well, cool, man. Uh, at least we both liked it, and uh, even though I gave it a lower rating, I think I'm just an asshole or something. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with me. You have to scale it. You always rate things way lower than I, I would think you would if you just described it to me. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, mostly, it's mostly because of the little bit of, or the seeming character retcon and Thor of Thor Ragnarok and you know I'm not even taking really anything off for CGI because that's just I mean CGI is CGI it took me out a little bit but you know oh, CW shows man actually you know the one that Doctor took Who me out What's I, that? I don't think you mentioned this the the oh. CGI problem it I, I couldn't figure out what size Thanos' hand was <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I don't I don't think I noticed anything like that like sometimes his his hand was was giant and and it was holding something between two fingers and then other times it fit in his palm it, it seemed a little odd mm-hmm. but i I think there's a skill problem between scenes on Dennis's hand that's that's that really fair. all I had I don't know I didn't notice that but uh 
I'm going to, I'm going to, whenever I watch that again, which is probably going to be never. Um, <laughs> You'll watch it again. I don't know. You know, I, the first six or so Marvel movies I, I've watched at least twice. Mm-hmm. But since probably, I don't think I've rewatched one since Winter Soldier. I've seen Winter Soldier probably three or four times. After that, I don't think I've seen any of them more than once. Fuck, you may be right. You may have nailed it. I don't think I have either. That's having a time. It has been a time issue. Berlanti's been throwing like 18 shows at us. <laughs> and that that doesn't even include if you have time to follow the MCU and the extended MCU and the part that's connected maybe to the X-Men and isn't necessarily connected. Like, we've got like Runaways and Cloak and Dagger and, and all this other crap. Like, there's just a lot of stuff to watch. Yeah. I have not necessarily had time to go back and give a good rewatch to, say, Ant-Man. Which yeah. I enjoyed the crap out of. Yeah, I've only seen that once. And, you know, but I like to read. Yeah. I like to watch things that don't involve capes. I'm reading about five books right now. Mm-hmm. I have made very little progress. <laughs> Just hone in, man. Focus. Yeah, Focus on I know, one. I, know. I have, like, Get different books for a different mood. I hear you. I hear you. It's a, uh, a tough road to hoe, man. Honestly, this fall and winter... With the shows, we're pretty hard on my book reading situation. Yeah, I'm I'm eternally grateful for all the stuff that we that we've been blessed with an overabundance of uh, of geek properties. Never thought I'd see this in my life. If you'd said to me when I was like 14, going to Big Lots on the weekly, hoping to find some cool action figures, and being met with <laughs> nothing but like old Batman and Robin, George Clooney action figures that nobody wanted, right? I would have never guessed. You know, like, like, I would have been like, you know what? I just saw that shitty Nick Fury thing with David Hasselhoff and Lisa Renna. <laughs> they did like a, they did like a Gen X movie and like Jubilee wasn't even Asian. What the hell was that about? Right. Like, like this is a weird thing. <laughs> like, there's a guy on there trying to be the Riddler. I don't know what the hell's happening. I would have there's never like, guessed that we would have had all these shows. There's no part of you that would have thought, you know what? In the next year. I think it's a year. Year and a half, maybe. I'm going to see both versions of Captain Marvel on screen. Mm-hmm. No part of you would have guessed that. No, that wouldn't have come to mind. But even with that, even with the knowledge that I would never would have guessed, and I am, I, this is awesome, I am so glad shows are ending. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> it's like clicking over to my TV time is harrowing. Yes. I get it. Totally get it. Well, let me see how far I am behind. Oh! How did I get everything. five episodes behind on Arrow? Yeah. I gotta hurry up and watch that crap. And with this season especially, I do mean crap. It, it's it got some room <laughs> to improve, yeah. <laughs> Look at you being all diplomatic. It's got some room to improve. It's our role. <laughs> yeah. I think the most diplomatic I can be is... Every time I see it, I'm tempted to scrape it off of my shoe with a stick. It's not that bad. Yeah. Not last it has year. Last year was amazing. At times. But it's not generally <laughs> that bad. <laughs> As I watch Arrow, the further it gets into the episode, I notice that my breath becomes grunts and moans. Not the good kind. No. Groans, not moans. Good as time as any to stop. All right, well, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this review of Infinity War, and uh, we normally don't uh, do whole episodes for, for Marvel movies, but we did this one, and, you know, it was kind of a big deal, so why not? It was a big deal. It's a big deal. It's what everyone's aspiring to, you know? It's what. Not even. I mean, like, I think Berlanti doing a, you know, four-hour crossover is just as ambitious, but hell, we, we, uh, we were all watching this thing. Let's talk about it. Yeah. That's a good question. Do you think it actually uh, changes any damn thing whatsoever for WB? This movie? Yeah. No. 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 We've talked about it the several feeling, times. Uh, the, but the WB way you executives say it, are super up there on assholes. No. We're we're no. <laughs> the way you say it, I, I get the feeling that you're what the the question you answered was: Should it change anything for for WB? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, there are mixed feelings there like i think berlanti has kept a tight universe for his mm-hmm. tv version of dc mm-hmm. 
in some ways I'd like to kind of like give him the extended movie universe and say like, Hey, what would you do? And could you keep this under wraps? Right. Like, could you, but the movie, let's tighten it up, buddy. But D- uh, DC TV, notwithstanding, I'm talking about the movies here. Do you think they if this thing does like as big as we all assume it does, do oh, you it, think they're going to just yeah, like change plans again? Like this weekend, it's already made its money. Because but, they've, they, they change plans at the drop of a hat. Anything Marvel does, anything anybody says about their movies, they change. Like, oh, nope, now we got to fire this person. They're not making Infinity War. What? No. Like, uh, who can we get to make like, Infinity War? Well, well, honestly, we had a guy making Infinity War of Zack Snyder, and you fired him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's how they roll. <laughs> And that's not going to change. <laughs> you fired him because you didn't have trust in the Infinity War. It, 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 he had a long-term plan, and um, you, you didn't feel like seeing it through. Yeah. Well, I fully expect them to go all you know reactionary on it, knee-jerk, do something stupid. Fingers crossed they won't. But uh, nah, I mean it's it's even, gonna it's gonna kill. But they already knew it was gonna kill, so they're committing mm-hmm. to a new plan now. Hope so and. With any luck, Kevin Sujihara has learned at least one lesson. I don't even know which lesson I would like him to learn, but at least one of the many he should. You know what? Whenever someone brings up Kevin Sujihara, I always think of that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa has like a, she has a, a cupcake, I think it is, and it's like hooked up to electrodes, and like the hamster touches it like three times and decides, oh, it's not worth it. It'll mm-hmm. shock me if I touch it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, but like Bart and Homer have been touching it for hours and not yep. understanding why they can't have it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, ooh, ow, ooh, ah. <laughs> I really don't know what to make of that guy. I really don't. Like, I, I sometimes I feel like he's that guy that's like, I don't understand what's not working. And other times I feel like he's the kind of guy that's like, that might possibly be like some stressed out kind of Woody Allenish character that's like over tense and overstressed and imagines demons that aren't on his back right now. Like I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what thing he's avoiding or running to or like I, I he's he's a mystery. There's a mystery so like... of of motives that have done nothing but fuck up our movies so far. Like the DC and the Marvel characters are different enough. Those universes are different enough. It's like Sujihara is looking down and going well, okay, look, I've got two different things that go on a foot, a shoe and a sock. I don't understand why when I put on the sock and I walk outside, I get stuck. Fair because enough. I don't want it happens with the shoe. Yeah. But it should work the same way. It doesn't. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> it doesn't. They're made differently and for good reasons. Anyway. No, he, he's, uh, um... <laughs> he's a freaking conundrum. Like. I, I, I do understand that the, the guy's job is to make money for the studio. Mm-hmm. But then he keeps walking in to situations that he doesn't understand and saying, it should be this way. Like, And he's the kind of guy that walks in and, and says, I understand what you're doing here, but that thing is too long because purple. Mm-hmm. And then you ask him for an explanation, and he goes, well, I'm in charge. And what I know is that purple. That's all he's got. Like he's it, all he's got is some nonsensical explanation for the situation. Like I, I, I don't know what to do with him. I got a couple of ideas. They won't do it because you know the law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to make sense right. of him. <laughs> I feel like there's a color I don't understand. I don't know what to tell you, man. There's some. I, I, I just, it, yeah. I feel like we're back to being DC on screen now, bitching about Sujihara. Um, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. Like he, Save could, have, us, he could have built a universe like the one we were just like going outside of our universe to describe, and we haven't. We haven't. Yeah. And a lot of it, at the very least, if there's one thing I could just like tattoo on this guy's forearm, so every freaking day he wakes up and he reaches for something and he sees it, it just says, "Stop doing arbitrary run times." Mm-hmm. Period. Like that's the thing I want to put on his wrist. That's not even only that. Is you know stupid stuff like no, oh, you know I don't think that sequence in Wonder Woman really works. That oh, no the No Man's, Man's Land, Land sequence. Yeah, I, that is at least something maybe we can talk about. And they did, and they included it. It still made it into the film. Mm-hmm. But the arbitrary runtimes. 
All right. I want it tattooed. Well, for real this time, we're going to go dconscreen.com. You can follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we tweet at DC on screen. We're on Facebook, and uh, you can find us under DC on screen podcast. We're also on Instagram under DC on screen. All of that is incredibly repetitive, but I swear we normally just talk about DC. So don't, you know, I hope you're not a newcomer going like, oh, you said you're DC, you're talking about this Marvel bullshit. Well, yeah, we did, because, you know what, it's the same genre, at the very least. Yeah. And uh, Huge thing. We wanted to. Just trying to play We along. wanted to talk about it. I mean, I, I genuinely wanted to talk about it on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can do that. I have that power. And the arbitrary runtime. <laughs> we intended to stop <laughs> at one hour, and I, Three minutes. Like, I really wish I had the wherewithal and time and honestly will to go back and and just include at that moment when we stopped but i don't and i don't care enough so yeah i don't either yeah all right guys let us know what you thought of infinity war let us know if you uh enjoyed it or thought it was big old steaming pile of horseshit um just when you do if you do over on social on the social meds let's start saying the social meds like a douchebag yeah um if you decide to to do that with us, please be be aware of people and their and their probable lack of having seen it. Don't spoil things. Private messages, guys. Come on, don't be those people. Right. Anyway, I wish I could have put this PSA up front, but we could have. But who cares? Come on, we've been waiting <laughs> on this movie for ten years. Give it a couple weeks I mean, before you look, man. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we anyone on the internet knows better by now. If they don't. Do it. Just oh yeah, just avoid the internet until you spite. watch the film. Yeah, right. Well, we'll be back with news at some point soon. Stuff. It's coming week. You know. Things. We'll be back. Look at look at our upload dates. We don't stay gone for too long. Nope. <laughs> until then, go. What? That was a weird. Until then, though. <laughs> keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time. TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. I know.